Hello, 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 and welcome to Candor Stations. I am your host, Candor Thomas Bell. Candor Stations is a podcast where we dive into authentic and organic conversations with real people about their remarkable life experiences. Our goal is to empower and inspire as we explore the diverse paths of self discovery, healing, and self care that leads to overall wellness. So stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to this edition of Candresations. I am your host, Candra Thomas-Bell, and today we have with us Dr. Shanice Reed. Woo! <laughs> um, I'm going to let Dr. Shanice tell us all about herself. She may highlight some of her great things she's doing out here in the world of physical therapy and um i'm gonna let you tell people who you are what you do and why you do it and whatever else you want to share well hi everyone um again i am the officially threes i am a native here of south side of atlanta south Fulton county to be exact Swats. Home of the Westlake Dogs, <laughs> Westlake Lions, UGA Bulldogs, all that, et cetera. Um, but I am a physical therapist. I currently work for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, Scottish Rite location. Mm-hmm. And I work for PT Mama's Home Health. So I am specifically a pediatric specialist. I work with kids in physical therapy. So from the wound all the way up to 21, you are Ooh. not... You're still a kid, a pediatric at past 18. Um, so I do that. I work, work mostly in the South Atlanta area from College Park all the way to downtown up to Bankhead. You can find me in those homes. Um, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, all right. Yeah, dog mom, homeowner, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, that's me. It's a little snippet. Thank you um, for coming today. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about perfectionism and how has it played a part in your life, your mental well-being, and um, what have you learned about yourself with um, working through perfectionism? What have I learned? I'm still learning. Something I have not actually mastered yet. Uh Um, But anything in life, I don't feel like we ever kind of master. It's like always a continuous spectrum of things. You kind of just grow and then life throws more challenges at you when you think you mastered it and you just got to continue to grow in it. Um, But it also has shaped me. It's humbled me, but it also Mm -hmm. has pushed me. It's one of those things. It's a double-headed sword. It's a good, it's a very good thing, but it also can be not so good when you use it the wrong way or you let it take over you. So that's why I'm like in the middle where I'm learning not to let it take over, mm-hmm. but also still using it to my advantage and then trying to find the balance in between wine and therapy. Still. <laughs> okay, before we get into the therapy boat on perfectionism, how has perfectionism caused you problems in your life? 
Um, it's caused a lot of problems. Um, one, I felt like I had to, in the word, be perfect. I felt like I couldn't make mistakes. And if I did, I had to correct them on my own. Um, it was more so as I had to be at the top of my class. I had to get the good grades. I had to go to the best schools. I had to get in the best positions. I always had to be at the top. Like there was no, in my sense, it was almost like there was no room for me to grow kind of thing. I had to know it. And that caused a lot of problems because you don't know everything. You're mm-hmm. not going to know everything. And so sometimes that makes it hard for you to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Hard for you to take criticism and hard for you to accept the failures that are going to come with life. And that's something that I struggle with a lot. As my sister can tell you, I called her like I was dying when I was in college. And she's mm-hmm. like about to like put her seatbelt on. Like, what's wrong? I felt like a be on some class. <laughs> and I did not know how to take it. But again, I was not used to that. I was used to stuff coming easy. And as a perfectionist, you feel like it comes easy until it doesn't. And then like your whole world shatters. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't help when people look at you like you're the perfect person. So it's like I've disappointed the world when you really haven't. So mm-hmm. caused a lot of problems growing up. So do you find yourself wearing professionalism um, as a cape? I I'm trying to take it off. Okay. We like like taking it off. I don't want people to always feel like I have the answer because I want to have someone else to have the answer. And that came from me changing the spaces I was in, the crowd I was in um, professionally. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps when people know just as much as you. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's great when you know a lot. But it sucks when you're the only one who knows a lot. And now it's like, if I don't know it, then I failed everyone. But it's easier when, or it's better when you're in a space where, like, you were like-minded people. We're all kind of sharing the load of this knowledge. Um, But, yes, I do find myself wearing the cape a lot, Um, even to the point where I feel like I have to fix things. I always have to extend myself and overextend. And that comes with perfectionism because you want everything to be right in your way. Almost like a control thing. Like, if it's not how I would do it, then y'all didn't do it right. It's not the only way. But in my little brain, in that little corner, is like, uh, but I, I see it so much differently. I just want y'all to see the way I see it. But that's not how life works. You know? So how does perfectionism show up in your relationships? Ooh. Um, <laughs> ooh, how did it show this up? Thing, this um, getting hard. Yeah, it showed up because like I knew what we needed. Mm. But it didn't help the situation when the other person felt like I knew what I, we needed. So it felt like I, it just came natural. So where I was looking for someone else to lead, I was the leader. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want to sit back. <laughs> but when my brain is working and it's moving and it constantly doesn't stop and our relationship is like, well, we should be doing this. We need to be doing this. Why don't we look at this? 
you know, let's try to fix this when everything mm-hmm. doesn't need to be fixed. Sometimes we just need to talk about it and realize mm-hmm. that there was never a problem to begin with. But as a perfectionist, you always want to fix something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely was a a problem relationship, but also you have someone who isn't a perfectionism and they mm-hmm. allow you to be it, it's a problem all the time until the problem is no longer resolvable. Hmm. Then so so it's like I mean, sweeping stuff under the rug all the time do you know how to be a follower yeah i do but it takes the right person to lead me mm. so because i'm a natural leader so mm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so you're a natural leader you know how to follow what's your criteria for people to for you to follow. <laughs> you can't be a pushover because maybe I can run you over. That's just my mindset. Okay. Um, you gotta stand your ground. You gotta stand ten toes down because I'm gonna challenge you. I'm that I was that kid who's asked for why. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. And if you shaky and I got an answer for the why, then I'm trumped it now. And that came from more than just relationship, that comes from professionalism because if I'm asking why and you're the manager mm-hmm. and you can't support me or you can't give me a why, why we're doing it this way mm-hmm. and I'm providing ways that I can do it and you ain't standing 10 toes down, baby, I could just run this. Okay. And that's probably, and that's not probably, that is how I ended up in a lot of leadership roles mm-hmm. in school because no one, no one, a lot of people don't want to step up. And when you give good answers, some people just naturally gravitate to you as a leader and you're like oh well might as well just keep going but in the life in the space i'm in right now i want to step back in line i let someone else be in this because i never knew how much professionalism can make you talk i agree so let's talk about some of the roles that you've had leaderships in from let's just say from high school to doctorate what are some of the roles and responsibilities that you've had um as a leader so high school westlake um i was captain of the dance team okay was not in sga but i was in like honor classes so just always helping the teacher out like i was helping the teacher i want to really turn it help the student body. Um, I actually did get the award for the ideal student every teacher wanted. That's crazy. Um, in school, I and when I went to UGA, I was the treasurer for the pre-physical therapy. I'm really good with money. My mom is a banker. Mm-hmm. Big old figures. Um, and I took that role when I went to grad school um, at Hampton for physical therapy. I was also um, the treasurer for, the, um, for our class. I I always was just willing to just help at that time helping kids like or helping my classmates learn the information. So I was their mentor. Um, teaching. Same thing with Delta. I took on leadership roles as far as mentorship. Mm-hmm. And once I got professionally, my first job, I went from regular PT to PT supervisor to rehab manager within two years. And if I would have stayed, I'm pretty sure I 
may have had like another branch or or something, but at that time I just needed to pivot and go in a different direction. So, but yeah, I've, I've always just been that type of role. And then there's nothing wrong with leadership, but sometimes you do have to take a step back. Like that's why you have managers and assistants, CEOs and CCOs. So, like sometimes you just need a little break. You sometimes you want to see someone else's perspective on things because again, we don't know everything. So, right. And that's a little ran my man. So you acknowledge that this has been a problem. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's been a problem. What are some of the things you have done to um, work on it? Because I, I want to say improve. We know you've improved in some areas, but what are you? What are some things that are working for you to kind of work on perfection? Realizing it's okay to fail. Like hmm. the world is not going to come to an end if hmm. something doesn't go the way I planned it because. God's plan is a little bigger than mine, and okay. he's going to make a fool out of you a lot of times because your plan and his plan are always not the same. And what I feel like a failure or a fail mm-hmm. is a test or a trial for him. So mm-hmm. I've learned that to just really deep dive into my um spirituality, like where is this taking me? Where is God trying to lead me? Because the route I may have is not the route he may have. I'm in therapy and I read a lot of books and wrote down a lot of things and said a lot of affirmations to realize that it is okay (laughs) for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not have a plan for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to just see where something goes. Uh, I think I was talking about like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Like, should I do this for this guy? She was like, just play, let's let it play out. Like, just see where it goes. Like, and as a professional, you want to like, I'm dot, dot, dot. And it's not always dot, dot, dot. So definitely going into my spirituality, being in therapy, constantly just doing self, self checks. Like, you know, are you tired from always trying to do this? Are you tired, mm-hmm. mentally tired from trying to fix somebody else's job? Like, let them do their job and you just see where it goes. Like, so that's where I'm at. You almost have to kind of sit on your hands for a minute before you respond. Like, yeah. sit on your hands for a minute just to, to stop you. You know, it's kind of like a technique. I used to do this technique called thought stoppings. And they used to tell you put a rubber band on your hand and when you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like sit on your hands and you can't do nothing. But right. probably work for you because you are a physical therapist and you used to physically doing something. So sometimes like take a minute to sit on your hands might work a little better for you. Right? Yeah. Um how has therapy work or helped you? It's making me more um doing self reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to talk a lot of things out and when I hear it talked out and get a different perspective, I realize a lot of the stuff that I blow up is not really as big as I make it seem. 
Um, a lot of things I'm trying to put pieces together, they shouldn't be put together. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me just really sit down with my thoughts and sit down with my life and just take a pause. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Like when I, when our perfectionism brains, it keeps going and going. But in therapy, no, it's going. You're gonna have to sit there for a minute and just ponder on it because your next session ain't gonna be tomorrow. So like, dang, I gotta sit on this. I gotta wait. I gotta think about it. And the more you sit and think, by the next time the session is like you'll have more reflections, more realizations, more questions. It's making me question a lot of things that I really didn't think. Like sometimes I didn't think it was a big problem as far as relationships until you actually dive deep into it. Like. You know, is it really all that person or did you have a little hand in it too? Um, yeah, because oh, yeah. perfectionism sometimes can be rooted in control. Mm-hmm. And so perfectionism doesn't allow you to ask for collaboration. And I, didn't, I was the type of person who didn't like group work. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't like group work. Of course, because you need an A. And you can't ensure that you're going to get an A with these other people working with you, right? Yeah. And it doesn't help the friends I have, too. I think we're all perfectionism. So that's why we were a great friend. Mm. We were all, like, top of our class, all in magnet. Mm. So how do you take your knowledge and grow others if, if, if people have to be in that group? Um, with you and how you process things like how do i help others yeah like what if somebody wanted to get into your circle (laughs) oh is she just laughing at me like seriously (laughs) like that's the thing like you got to you know it says that you can't be the smartest person in the room if your whole room is smart then where do you bring somebody who wants to get to grow and be in rooms with smarter people so that they can grow? Is there room for them to be in your group? I laugh because it's funny because me and my friends have gotten a lot of like comments about our friend group as far as like, how we are still friends or how did y'all stay together? And it's really because we've all recognized that we all need some type of accountability from each other. Mm-hmm. And I think in order to have to help others, we all have to realize that we're all not perfect and we all have to have accountability. And I think as far as my generation, a lot of us don't want help. We don't take accountability. We always blame someone else. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm not type of person who's always, I'm trying not to be the type of person that give you help before you ask for help. Okay. And so I wait for the person, I'm trying to wait for the person to come to me because I come to realization over the years that when I'm trying to help someone, mm-hmm. when I feel like they need help, mm-hmm. they might not always be willing or at the point to realize, to accept the help or willing mm-hmm. to do the work. And it's like, I can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. And that also comes with being a physical therapist as well. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can only do so much. If you're not going to go do your homework, if you're not going to sit with your child and help your child do this, 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 I'm doing, then what are we doing? I can only help your child two hours a week, but you with them the other 23 hours of the day. 
So, so it's a lot of accountability and just wanting to. Like, you got to want it. Are you able to just go with the flow on things? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. I just, I'm working on it. I am working on it. Sometimes it's hard to go with the flow, but I'm now in a better space where I can. Um, a prime example, I do home health. My schedule ain't eight, nine, ten. People gonna call and text and be like, "Hey, can you come thirty minutes later? Can we just cancel the day?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing this. Can y'all come this day? Yeah, someone tell me the other day it was like, "Oh, we at my mama house in Riverdale, but I'm at your house at Flash shows." Mm-hmm. So I have to just kind of be a little more flexible, and that's Ooh. how I'm trying to be in life as well. Like. These little checklists I be having sometimes is not one, two, three, four. Sometimes it's one A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and that and that between is what's gonna just happen, and we'll just see how it goes from there. And that's what I'm learning in therapy is like just see how things go, and then try to insert what you need to insert as far as asking for help or you know digging a little deeper or. All right, trying to fix this problem, but don't try to do it all at step one because it may not even be needed. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody that they're in their senior year? They are, this senior year high school, they are perfectionism bound. Uh, what would be, how about this? What would be some advice to your 18-year-old self well, what you've learned now about you and this perfectionism thing that you are working through. If I wish someone would have told me it is okay to make a mistake because you're going to make a mistake. You're going to make multiple mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's just how life is. And we don't have enough experiences or wisdom to fall back on to not kind of make those mistakes. We're young. That's what our teens and 20s, sometimes our 30s, whatever people say, like that's what life is about is learning and making mistakes. And what have you learned from there? Yeah. So I wish someone would have told me that. And you're you're going to need help. It's, oh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Because like someone's going to be out there to help you. Yeah, absolutely. I can help. Send them to me. Um. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I will say, I think reframing failure uh, may be a helpful thing. I like to say that failure is not really failure. It's really um, a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be something you want to think about. So um, what else I want to ask you? I'm sorry. I got distracted. My battery going down on my computer. <laughs> so, one thing is um, recognizing your perfectionism is one thing. Setting realistic mm-hmm. goals is another thing. Understanding that failure isn't final. And failure is also lessons learned. Is it going down? Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Um, embracing those imperfections because that's what make you uniquely you, right? Um, are you critical in your thoughts when things aren't perfect? 
I am. Not as much as I used to be, but I am. It's like when things aren't what I thought they would be, like I go into sometimes a rabbit hole of all the possibilities at once versus sometimes just taking it for face value and then find, like figuring out what's the next step. So, I like that. Self-talk is important, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm critical of myself. Like, <laughs> what did I do wrong? Like, I always feel like it's me, me, me. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. And I have to realize that that's just sometimes how it played out. Like, it may, I may not have been the factor the way this played out. It could have been someone else. But mm-hmm. versus trying to figure out what I did or all the possibilities. Okay, this is the problem. Where are we going? What's the next step? Mm-hmm. Let's reflect on this. Now let's go ahead and move. Do you, do you set timers on how long you give yourself to um, process a problem or a situation? No, but I should. That because might be sometimes. I definitely like time down a lot longer than I I need to. Mm-hmm. It could be like a week, and I'd be like, "Right, you know, I just not realized this is what probably happened." And it's like, "Girl, we don't move past that. You don't mm-hmm. fix the problem. You still trying to figure out the why." Like, yeah. So that might be something you want to incorporate, um, in in your um managing process. Because I don't know if we really overcome it because we just want to to be better, do better, but to a point where it's not consuming you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, right? So, um, how was this for you? This is great. I'm <laughs> so happy. I think um, that's another thing. Just kind of looking at it. I think you got some realistic ways. What does your therapist say about your journey? Does she think you're doing great? She does. She <laughs> thinks I'm doing amazing. <laughs> but I could be doing more. <laughs> okay. So there's always work to be done, especially with okay. new problems that I feel like are bigger arise. <laughs> I make another appointment, so. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to dial it back a little bit, like, you know, and look at things. Like, mm-hmm. And are you able to give yourself self-compassion and grace? Yes, that's that's the biggest thing um, I pray about, work on, giving myself grace, giving other people grace, mm-hmm. um, humbling myself. Because, again, I don't know it all. Yeah, I got a lot of degrees. I got certifications. But that's just a snippet of what life's going to give you. I got experiences, but. There's multiple more experiences and troubles and things like that. So definitely got to give yourself grace. Um, humble yourself and just, you know, take it one day at a time. Absolutely. Now, that ain't going to hold you all. Hey, Dr. Shanice says get you a therapist. Yes. <laughs> she said that you don't have to be perfect. And failing isn't the final thing that's going to happen. You give yourself grace. Um, we thank you for coming and um shedding light on your um walking through perfectionism and giving yourself grace and compassion and 
being as great as you are and thank you for the work that you do in our community with our babies. I'm yes. glad you love it. Because, so you know, for people with perfectionism that have terminal degrees, you know, <laughs> you got to find new ways to learn some more stuff. <laughs> yes. So, thank goodness for continued education. They're going to make us money whether we want to or not. Absolutely. Do you feel like this is your final career? Or do you want to, you think you would go a different way and do something different? So right now, today, no. Because it started off, I didn't even want to work with kids. I wanted to work with stroke patients. So as you can see, that has changed. So with physical therapy, there's so many different realms. So right now I'm in the room of pediatrics. I may do a different branch later on. Um, so we'll just only time will tell. Well, thank you, Dr. Shanice. We're going to have to bring you back to talk about some other things. We can dig into some other areas, but I think this is um, a topic that a lot of people struggle with, and I just wanted to thank you for your insight on it and um, want to let people know that, hey, give yourself some grace. Um, failure is not final. Reframe failure into lessons learned. and. Uh, perfectionism is a perfect lie. Ha ha ha. So, thank you so much for coming to Candestation. I, I am your host and we will see you on the next episode. Hi. Bye. Bye. <laughs>